I was at a uh, I was at a Mexican restaurant the other day. Naturally, I gorged on chips and salsa. And when the waiter came over to ask me if I wanted to refill on my empty salsa bowl, I said, "No, just bring me a cup of whipped cream that I may eat the rest of my chips with that." He looked fucking disgusted, but he brought it out anyway. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us tonight. Real fucking late at night. We are recording real, real late. This is 1990 What? A podcast show dedicated to the decade of the 1990s. The year of Bill. The year of Jerry. The year of Friendship. The year of Disney gold. Like the decade of all that stuff, though, The right? decade of all that. Those Welcome. I am your host, Michael Joseph. Sitting in the same house is the co-host, Adam Michael. That's right. This is Adam Michael. We are in the same house. It's true. We are in the same home under the same big roof and you know what it's great to be here with you tonight Mike. it is incredible to be here with you adam i had a a day at work i had a day at work uh good bad ugly my attitude was inexcusable and uh did you steal something i wanted to i'm gonna i'm gonna steal something tomorrow we'll play a game the game continues right in um Comment, rate, well, last review. Last week you challenged your uh, your coworkers. Yeah, you to said, guess what I stole. Did anybody say anything? No, they didn't. No cowards. No, I know, little bitches. Cowards. Um, I did steal from uh, a coffee shop in Shreveport last weekend, um, but you know what? I deserve what I got. The thing I stole was some sort of health bar. I thought I was stealing a chocolate bar. This was like a protein bar. It tasted like asshole. And uh, I deserved uh-huh. the, the disgusting uh, surprise for for stealing it. Um, I didn't even try to hide it. I bought a cookie. And then when the barista's back was turned, I simply went over, grabbed the bar of chocolate, and I held it by the cookie bag. I didn't conceal it or anything. I was just holding it. Uh, he he made my uh, coffee, handed it to me, and I walked the fuck out. I did that for a purpose. Uh, let me explain to you why, ladies and gentlemen. How many irrational fears do you have in your life? You you are, are likely extraordinarily surprised with how many fears you have that are irrational. Now, look, stealing is bad. It's not good to steal. But was I going to get caught? No. Was anything going to happen to me? No. Did I deserve what I wanted? Yes. So I took it and I didn't pay for it. And I and 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 here's the thing. This is the only thing I was concerned with. The the my heart rate as soon as I knew what I was doing. 
And I knew I was going to do it. I knew I was going to grab this, hold on to it, and walk out. And my heart rate was up, and I was a little nervous. And I was like, bullshit, fuck this nervousness. You know what we're going to do? We're going to go to Circle K, and we're going to steal a Twix peanut butter. So you know what I did? I went there, and I fucking stole a Twix peanut butter. I thefted twice in one night. The coffee I got, decaf. Um, Decaf. You seem to be on a little bit of a... A crime spree here. Yes. Uh, I had a shitty day at work. I'm sick and tired of serving tables, and I'm going to take it out on everyone by stealing. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> uh, write in. What do you think I stole for the second fuck? Uh, no, I didn't. The first time. Tomorrow, I'm going to steal. I'm going to steal again. Mm. The thefting. Do you know yet what you Thefting. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk in, see what I like, and take it. From work? Yes. Okay. I'm going to take it. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to challenge you. Nearest gas station. Be careful. Steal something. Steal a candy bar. Here's the thing what I want you to do, folks. I want you to buy something now, at this place. Now, there's a problem here. And that problem is the uh, you seem to have this, uh, this sense of perhaps some might say entitlement or um, this feeling that uh, you deserve to do this because you had a bad day at work. Yes. Or, uh, no, everything. Here, let, or, let me, let's or clear maybe the just this, this safety net that you're, you know, um, a uh, what? A klepto? No, I, I was going to say uh, um, you, you appear mostly to be white. Oh, male. privilege. Yeah, privilege. And um, yeah. No, I, I, I'm not fully pale in the caucasian sense but true, true i am not too ethnic looking yeah you you could uh some people might without you know looking too closely say oh yeah that's a white male uh, yeah. others might say that is a native american man yeah i've been compared that uh i've been considered italian um hispanic uh Asian. Uh, oh, I, Asian? I, I, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, okay. So if I was an Asian, they then could, I could fucking steal whatever I wanted. Yeah, I mean. They get away with more shit than the whites do. I don't know. Ooh, I just, ooh that was bad. <laughs> we might not want to put that out either. We might edit that part out, yeah, but we're, we're probably going to leave it it's in. Not, it's not going to happen. No, okay. Um, everything I've said is wrong. Stealing is wrong. Ladies and gentlemen, don't do it. But listen, listen. You need challenges in your life. <laughs> now, the law is there for a reason. It's to protect us. It's protect people's property, and it's protect your property and your rights. But here's the thing. If a steel pole says, try and bend me, motherfucker, I can't be bent, you're going to try. You're you going to try. That's the reason they sunk the Titanic. Yeah. They yeah. told him they couldn't do it, and the captain's like, oh, yeah? And he hit the button, and it blew one of the gaskets in the side. And the ship went down. There were no icebergs. says, this is my ship. Yeah. I do what I want. Absolutely. Folks, uh, steal steal something that no one likes. Um, Hershey's Almond. I don't really, nobody really buys that. Take that. Uh-huh. Take one of those. Uh, get you a, uh, a uh, 100 grand. Nobody buys that shit. Nobody buys it. Okay. Get you a regular Snickers. Because you know everybody's been getting the Snickers peanut butter crunch. Nobody buys the regular shit anymore. The or people get the peanut butter ones. Ooh, even worse. Get the uh, get a Mounds or Almond Joy. Ugh. Uh-huh. Nobody buys that. <laughs> Just steal steal that. Steal it. 
Um, Steal a car, you know? Yeah, challenge yourself. Re- really, really get into the game. <laughs> Folks, um, it is a pleasure to be speaking to you. Um, I constantly challenge myself to change my attitude when my days at work are bad. I encourage you to do the same. Um, I have a wonderful life, and I'm incredibly lucky. I'm incredibly uh, blessed, and I live a life surrounded by grace and mercy and uh, and miracles, and I'm incredibly thankful. And today was a wonderful day regardless of everything, and tomorrow is going to be fucking like 100,000 times better because I will steal. And um, anyway... I enjoy chips and salsa followed by chips and whipped cream. Oh, yeah. Was that a true story? You, yes. You asked for yes. whipped cream at a mm, yeah. Mexican restaurant. Handed it to yeah. me on like a little plate, and there, there was like hardly any whipped cream on this plate. Did you ask for more? No, that was that would have been rude. I just got one. They clearly had a can of Cool Whip. Like Sprayed a, that shit on the, on the, on the plate and uh, handed it to me. You... Uh, Dipped your yep. chips. Huh, yeah, okay, well, that's a unique thing about you. Yep. You could uh, use that, you know, to get to know people at forced opportunities, you know, when they're like, all right, everybody uh, turn to the person to your right and say something you don't know about, you know. You could yeah, say, that's I, that's I asked for whipped cream at Mexican restaurants to dip my chips into. Yeah. I, I could do and that. And they would probably immediately leave your presence, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's great. I like being left alone. I hate yeah. most people. There you go. People, the servers at work are starting to get on to me about being quiet. I say, Michael, why are you quiet? I believe I've responded several times. Well, I hate most people, so I don't like to talk. And then I walk away. And, and they um, shrink. Well, it just it, it bothers me it. that they feel that I need to oblige them with attention. Yeah, yeah, like uh, you know, like, and it's like you know when people someone's doing something silly, like they're singing or dancing and they're staring at you, and you don't have a reaction, and then they get mad at you. That's so stupid. What you're doing is asinine. You look like a fucking moron. Why should I react to your fucking moronic sensibilities? I'm Hmm. surrounded by fucking idiots there. Most of them are fucking just totally out of their minds, stupid, with nothing to offer. They are a pain to the existence of life. And then they challenge you on why you don't speak to them yeah. and interact with them. And like, well, because well, you're, you're, uh, you're a dumpster of fucking intellect. If I spoke to you, I'd probably offend you quickly and I might get in trouble for it. So, you know. I'm I just certainly wouldn't get in trouble. You. No. Right. No. It depends on how far you went. So many of them are so stupid. God, they're so fucking stupid. So fucking stupid. What are we talking about this week, Adam? We are continuing our discussion from last week on the year 1998. Um, That's fucking awesome. In the yeah. in the future, though, I was gonna, I was just gonna say maybe in the future, if they ask you things like that, uh, use it as an opportunity to plug the podcast. Be like. I'm thinking about the show. You should I'm listen to it. Saving it all for my show. Yeah, you know? I'm. Uh, uh, I, I mention you in there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mention you. Listen to episode. Your 30, name isn't spoken, 30, but your essence 33? is talked about. Yeah, this is thirty-four. 30, I think thirty-two, something like that. I think we're on thirty-four. And uh, 
you know, it'll be you'll you'll hear a lot about yourself in that episode. Yeah. And then, you know, they'll they'll give us listens and uh They'll probably give us a bad review because they'll they'll assume and everybody we can always it on the air and mock them. Yeah. Everybody always assumes that you're talking about them, you don't like them. Eighty percent of the time they're right. All right. Well, I wonder if the mics picked that up. Guys little blip. I farted. We've got a uh, video game in the sorting hat here from the year 1900. 1998. My hand is in the sorting hat. I'm stirring with my fingers. I have chosen, I have pulled out probably one of the greatest video games, if you're into that, of all time. And I am into this one. Zelda. Ocarina of Time. This was a fucking landmark game. Still is. This game is undeniable. It won't go anywhere. I want to play it right now. Need a car, even though your credit is. Oh, oh uh, we, we have an ad. ad. We have a YouTube ad. Let's We're, see. It's about something about buying cars with an app. Make sure that you have good credit. Good credit. There we go. This is the Zelda Ocarina of Time soundtrack. Oh yeah, beautiful. So you played this? Absolutely. I've I've played this game so many times. I've beaten this game so many times. The hardest temple in the game is the Water Temple. After you are grown up, Link or teenage Link, and uh, the Water Temple is uh, that one gave me the most trouble. You have to change the, uh, the water levels. Now this game was Getting the horse is one of the best things you can do. I've never played a Zelda game. Um, or rather I should say, I've never liked playing a Zelda game. I, I played the, uh, I think the original on the... Nintendo Entertainment System a few times and uh, found it rather boring. Um, you should start with A Link to the Past on Super Nintendo. Super, I don't think I ever played that one. Dude, that one was just as good as this one. Really? Yeah. This one is better. I've heard a lot about this one. Uh, I know it's pretty popular. and uh, You should play this game, dude. I've seen people play the... Uh, or... Um, the little instrument, the ocarina. Oh, the ocarina. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I've seen print files on the uh, or for 3D printers on this. Yeah. I have a 3D printer at work that I use sometimes. And I think I actually printed one, and it worked all right. That's I don't pretty know cool. What happened to that though? <laughs> Anyhow, uh, yeah, Zelda. It's super uh, like nerdy, right? Um, That's a little elf guy. Yeah, you know, I guess Link. so. I don't know. It always seemed that way to me. Like, you know. But I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe it's cool. That, that game has all kinds of great music. We're only listening to the intro. And that's fine. <coughs> Alright, now uh, we got some 
1998 movies here. 1998 movies. My hand is in the pot. My fingers are stirring. I've made my choice. I've pulled it out. I have pulled out one of the most exciting and entertaining Disney movies. And like I said, ooh, this, this is, is still the from uh, Zelda. Yeah, this is the 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 Deku tree or the Dooku tree. Dookie tree. Dookie tree. There it is. Yeah. The shit fern. The movie that I've chosen, Mulan. Oh. That's a very good Disney movie. It's really good. Well, I know exactly what we need to play from that. Which one? Oh, yes, of course. Yes. Oh, yeah. Did they send me daughters? I asked for sons. Sexism. Which, you know, I mean, if oh, you're yeah. fighting the Huns, like you don't want the China. girls. Yeah, ancient China. We can ask for a lot. Yeah. Not going to be a really progressive society. So, and yet they were incredibly successful. One of the things about Mulan, when uh, when we left the theater, I just remember talking about how hilarious it was, because all those all those Disney movies were good. Yeah. Um, you know, Aladdin, The Lion King, um, Little Mermaid. You know, all those things. Yeah. From the the '90s Disney Renaissance, as it's called. Yeah. But, uh, Mulan was like really funny. With uh, Eddie Murphy's Mushu and yeah, all the cross-dressing humor, right up my alley. Oh yeah, <laughs> that idiot. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. They're uh, prepping to fight the, the Huns, which uh, you know, the Huns were fucking scary, dude. They were, dude. Sean Yu. Yeah, he's huge. Yeah, move on. Nineteen ninety-eight Disney animated classic. My kids like it, you know, still solid, holds up. Yeah, no, I, I watched it recently. It was still really good. <coughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and uh, jump into the top half of the alternative songs chart. Here we go, motherfuckers. March 14th, 1998. Oh, what do we got? Left off with Jerry Cantrell. That's you right. hated it. Yeah, I, yeah. I wasn't really much of a fan. It was a bad song. It, it was uh, fine. It, it, was, it was a little maniacal. I asked I would say objectively bad, you know. It's not even my opinion at this point. Holy shit, are you serious? Number 20. 3 a.m. By Matchbox 20. Cold outside, and she hands me my raincoat. 
I still, I, I like it. I still like it. Yeah, man, that's if, great. If you showed me, if you showed me this song, if you had written this song and did everything on this track and showed it to me, I'd be like, dude, send that to the fucking radio right now. Yeah. Any any station, any station, they're gonna play this song, and they still do. Yep. Twenty one years later. Oh man, yeah. No, this is just like. Oh man, it's fucking struck gold. Uh, Diamond, actually. Yeah. This is from their Diamond selling album, Yourself or Someone Like You. This song spent 26 weeks on this chart and peaked at number three. It sold more than 15 million copies worldwide. Yeah. I mean, just like it's, it's almost timeless. You know, like I, w- I would, I would, I would say that this song, you know, still pretty much holds up. Oh yeah, and it sounds great. Those yeah. acoustic guitars. It's kind of like the some of the Wallflower songs. Yeah, I would lump it in with that. Now, I don't think that this is as nearly as good a song as, like, One Headlight uh-huh. by The Wallflowers, but it's in the same arena. I mean, look at those, those that, that organ, that Hammond. Yeah, I love that. It's you know, really... and the acoustic guitar on the back, and then the chimey, ringy electric. And then the, just the radio vocals, man. Oh, yeah. Rob Thomas's vocal, man. Dude. It's perfect. Okay. S- standard pop rock radio hit. I mean, it's just like, yeah. If I, if I was like, you know, CEO of Capitol Records and the band showed me that, I'd be like, man, you motherfuckers. This is going to be great. Mike, have you seen trailers for a movie coming out called Yesterday? I have not seen the trailer, but someone at work who I actually like. Oh, no. The person that told me about this trailer. I actually like that person. They are not a piece of shit. Uh Uh-huh. Told me about the trailer, and I'm incredibly interested. Okay. Well, it's it looks really good. Um, But I might say not to watch the trailer because I feel like it's it gives a lot away. Okay. But this movie, there's a uh, there's a musician who may I have the rest of the uh, water yeah go ahead man thank you there's a musician who wakes up one day and is the only person on earth who remembers any of the songs of the Beatles or even who they were and uh, he he he's playing yesterday on his guitar and his girlfriend's like when did you write that and she's like crying you know wiping away tears he's like Paul McCartney wrote it 
and it, it's Beatles, and nobody knows what he's talking about. And uh, um, I mean, this is to me, this is just like a, a fantasy film because he like becomes a successful, famous musician based on all the Beatles songs. Uh, well, yeah. And I've had like you know these these ideas, you know these thoughts <laughs> in my head ever since I started playing guitar, and uh, you know I. The Beatles were in a time and in a place where um, they were part of the center of this whole cultural movement that that spanned, you know, more than just music even. And uh, so I think it would be hard, like, you know, I've had the, the fantasy of, like, going back in a time machine and, and claiming other people's songs as my own. And uh, <laughs> Yeah. And uh, so, like, w- one, of the, one of the people that I've, like thought about going back and assuming their their whole musical catalog or at least what i know of it is rob thomas because you know he's written some huge hits and uh, enormous a lot hits. of money on it oh yeah and uh, i mean it might sound kind of lame in, in comparison to the beatles but i think that would be really hard to do is, yeah you know just to do what they did the beatles maybe, yeah maybe though you could go back and like join them become their friend and like like okay, what if we did this song and show them Strawberry Fields Forever back in like the earlier sixties? Yeah, well, they'd probably be like, <laughs> well, "Hold on now, that's too complex." We got a whole off on that. I'm not very good at accents. Yeah, well, uh, you, you 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 you'll get better. I'll try. No, yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> the beat. I know. I know we're we're a '90s podcast, but the Beatles. Yeah, there's. Yeah. I I mean. The reason I, I don't think it's it, no, no, I'm not going to say I don't think it is not a fluke. I, I've known people in my life that have thought, oh, they're just, uh, you know, they're a boy band, they're a pop band. They they had good management. They got, you know, they had a lot of help. No, that's no, not they had true. a record called help. Yeah. No, they, they I mean, listen to the songs compared to the other artists at the time. There was yeah. nobody that could compete like, with them. They were doing every time they did something great. The next record was something different. It was better. Yeah, they didn't. Repeat they got themselves. better and better and better and better every time. The Beatles write better music than I think. That there, there is still like, yeah, there are no bands that write that well. I was listening to uh, Conan's podcast, and uh, he and Dana Carvey were talking about the Beatles. Yeah, and uh, they were saying that. That I think Danny Carver was saying this that both John and Paul were in the only band in the world where they they could look at the other guy and say uh, I might not be as good as him, but if either of them were in a different band, then you know they would know they were the top dog. Absolutely. But because they were in the same band, they kept pushing themselves further and further. Yep, in this kind of competition. And, uh, yeah, no, the only luck that there was was the fact that those two were brought together. together. Yeah. Yes. Now, I mean, I'm sorry, but I mean, I, you know, I don't mean to, I mean, I've been to music school, you know, the higher learning. And the Beatles is one of the only groups that, you know, you can continuously study as if you are studying a classical composer. Yeah. They are that, th- their music is that much, there's that much depth to it. There, I don't think there is another band like that in in the realm of pop rock that is is that way. 
Yeah. I, I, don't, I, I would say no. I'm, I'm I kind of just not. roll my eyes when I hear people say that they were they were a pop band and a you know, yeah. boy band and things like that. I'm just kind of like, okay, yeah, Uneducated they people. were the Beatles. They they did so much. And they did they did everything. No, they did they did everything. There's Beethoven. People even say that and like, the Beatles. That people still love the Beatles just based on like the the baby boomers love of the Beatles and you know that I I roll my eyes at that too because if that was true, I mean. They loved a lot of things that have kind of gone away, but the Beatles remain. Of course, they are. yeah, of course. The only band to have sold a billion records. I'm pretty sure. Pretty I sure. believe it. I haven't looked it up. But. Yeah. All right, this song, at number 19, we have a song called The Mummer's Dance by a Canadian Celtic artist named Lorena McKinnett. What? I don't know. Let's see. This this is one diverse ass fucking chart. Yeah, and there are some great songs coming up tonight. I spent 15 weeks on the chart, peaked at number 17 from her two-time platinum album, The Book of Secrets. This was also on the movie Ever After with uh, Drew Barrymore, fairy tale movie. I actually really like that movie. So far, I find this very appealing and soothing. It also reminds me of the movie The Last of the Mohicans with Daniel Day-Lewis. He's like, I will find you. Yep. (laughs) There are vocals. Celtic. I kind of liked it. Yeah, I mean that was uh, that was cool. I, I I did not hate that at all. You could sleep to that, you know. <laughs> no, I mean that, that was that was that was cool, man. That was that was fucking. Oh, wait a second. This is crazy, man. From three a.m. to Ireland. Um. Oh God. I have a stuffy nose. Sorry. Uh, <coughs> hang on. Oh, shit. Do we got some tech diffs? Got tech diffs right A now. little bit. We're lucky that that uh, played in order because I was on shuffle. Um, oh, wow. But That's that was hilarious. the correct number 19. That's cool. Are you on it now? Or do you need I am to ta- on Do you need me to talk it. about My Tony Hawk? turned off. Uh, 
Antonio. We are, we are on mono audio tonight, um, so we'll we'll hear everything we're supposed to hear. Maybe someday we'll have a setup where we can play it in stereo. You know. Cool. Um, oh yeah, because yesterday it was. Yeah, we. Yeah, we, we discovered that we were missing the piano, and I went back and listened to that on my headphones the next day, and that it, the piano was there in stereo. Oh wow! Um, but it just was not coming through on the uh, on the uh, on the old jam man here. Dang. So you know. Well, you know, that's cool. Holy shit! Yes, dude. Immediately, immediately. Dude, immediately happy. Dude, my mood is up. Number 18, Natalie and Brulia with Torn. a man brought to life. He was warm, he came around like he was dignified. He showed me what it was to cry. Well, you couldn't be that man I adore. You don't seem to know, you seem to care. Shout out to my sister Courtney. I'll never hear this song without thinking about her. She loved this song. Dude, I'm just filled with so much happiness right now. Yeah, this song will lift you up. Um, do you know this is a cover? What? This song is a cover. No. I'm sorry. To, to no. You seem, it's not. You seem sad about this. I am. I thought it was just interesting, but you're like all, all bummed out now. No, I'm really sad now. Fucking balls. <laughs> Yeah, this is a cover. There was no, a, dude, bullshit. It, it was written in 1993. Oh, fucking duck hole. recorded by somebody else before this, but this is the version people know. No, dude, this is the version. Dude, they fucking went back in time and stole a song from the future. Uh, I'm sorry, that is just not true. That's true, the fucking assholes. Although, if they did that, they need to come talk to me and give me that technology because that is my dream and fantasy as I've already laid out here tonight. It's true. Those were, yeah, give it to us, folks. Dude, you know what we should do? What should we, we should do? we should go back to 1997 uh-huh. and just write all of the Nickelback songs. Uh, can yeah. We, can we do something we like. No, dude, Nickelback. No, something people. Dude, and we. Like, dude, Nickel. We let's, can write let's hero. Let's go back to 1992 and write August and everything after by the Counting Crows. I'd rather write definitely maybe by Oasis. Okay. 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 Let's write both. And and then and then here's the thing: we could we could continue our career by not playing the same fucking songs and writing the same songs over and over again uh-huh. the way they did. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. So we need to find the people that stole the song from Natalie. We, and we and we can write "Live Forever" and yeah. and "Rock and Roll Star" and champagne supernova you, you can write that one i'm gonna write okay. wonder oh, yeah yeah you give me uh, I'll, champagne I'll, supernova i will take i'll it. take i'll take wonder my legacy and people will say dude Adam, i'll, and I'll never die 
I'll be immortal because of that song. Yeah, but I'll have written Wonderwall. Well, you'll be immortal too, man. That's true. That's true. <laughs> dude, this sounds so good. I love it, dude. I love it. What is... Some slide guitar It's a, it's a slide guitar, yeah. That's so good. Dude, we, we played almost that whole... Dude, that's an song. awesome song. I love that song. It is love so it. good. Such a great song. Great pop. Love, dude, I love pop music sometimes. There is nothing more wonderful than a great pop song. So just before we move on, that is from her album Left of the Middle. She's an Australian artist that spent 22 weeks on the chart. Peaked at number 12, but uh, you know it was a crossover hit, so probably did better on some other charts. Holy fuck, yes. Number 17. Love this shit. Everclear. Everything to everyone. Dude, I fucking love this song. I am I am so pumped up right now. Holy shit. You put yourself in stupid places. Yes, I think you know it's true. Situations where it's easy to look down on you. Think you like to be the victim. Think you like to be in pain. I think you make yourself a victim almost every single day. You do what you do. You say what you say. You try to be everything to everyone. You know all the right people. You play all the right games. You always try to be everything to So this spent 29 weeks on the chart, including one week at number one. Dude, love this shit. I'm so pumped. Ever, Everclear has some great fucking songs, man. Absolutely. My introduction to Everclear was Father of Mine. Yeah, it's a great song. I really like the song when it all goes down again or when it all uh-huh. goes wrong again. Yeah, goes wrong again. Sunflowers, do you know that one? I think that was from the album before this, Sparkle and Fade. No, I don't remember that one. Not that I know of. It's about a friend of his who uh, got addicted to heroin. So good. Everything to everyone. Yeah, man. Awesome. Yeah, man. I like Everclear a lot. Yeah. I mean, I I don't haven't listened to a lot of their albums all the way through or anything, but definitely the radio hits are solid gold. You know. Yeah. All right, totally. here's one I don't know at number 16. This is Black Lab with Wash It Away. From the album Your Body Above Me, this spent 17 weeks on the chart, peaked at number 13. 
Wash it in the sea, let the salt water wash it away. Soak it in bleach, till it's white on the way. Soak it in bleach, till the blood just washes away. Is this song going to leave an impression on you, Mike? I don't like it at all. I'm going to be singing this at work tomorrow. You're going to be stuck in your head. This is, I don't like it. No. Yeah, I don't think... It makes me want to steal more things. I don't think I'll remember this after, uh, after we paid it down, even. Dude, put the Celtic shit back on, dude. Yes. <sighs> yeah. I mean, it's pretty generic. That's all. Shit was stupid. So, okay. That was a Black Lab with Wash It Away. You need like a uh, you need like a silencer button on that thing. I know, dude. Sorry. I mean your gentlemen. face. Oh, well, yeah. No, that was rude. I'm sorry. I'm so bad for saying. You know the that. thing is, my mucus is clear. Yeah, I like this song. Do you, you recognize this? Yeah, man, Radiohead. Of course, it's Radiohead. This is Karma Police from OK Computer, bit number 15. This is another band that wrote and composed very, very differently from everyone else. Yeah. They, they, they are a band that, that definitely deserves that kind of credit. There's, a, there's always a lot going on in a Radiohead song. You know? a, lot of, a lot of varied instrumentation. Yeah. Really solid studio production. Yeah. Great. Um, yeah. Great song. Yeah. Love it. Uh, that is, of course, from OK Computer, their two-time platinum album. Great. Great album. Really, really good. You know, I, I feel I feel like there are people that 
think that we should probably go on and on and on about that record. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're not going to do that. Well, let's do it. Okay. No, I mean. uh, no, no, there, there, there is some fucking incredible material on that album. It's a paranoid really, Android. Yeah, yeah. That shit is amazing. Dude. Airbag. I really like airbag. Yeah, that's a, a lot. great, great opening track. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I also like, um, uh, I can't even remember the names of the songs, honestly, because I would just like put it on and, and listen to it. It was one of those just roll through records for me. So some people, uh, when they talk about this album, they, they talk about how you have to skip fitter, happier. But like, I, I play that. Like, I, I like that. It's yeah. Got, it's, you know, chaotic. it's got the computer voice just saying kind of depressing things. Uh, mm hmm. Fitter. Comfortable. Happier. Yeah. I, I don't know. It, it with the theme of the album, it works. Yeah, I mean, because it's like, you know, you're the, trying to plug into technology. your perfect euphoric utopia, and uh, you know that's just impossible. You know it's what? Impossible, and that's that's the beauty of being human. If we we don't ever attain perfection, which requires us to be constantly brave, so that we are constantly challenging ourselves and growing. Therefore, we are never, we never have to feel hopeless if we are always striving for perfection therein lives therein lies a life you know of adventure and strife something that's worth living to become perfect isn't worth living i mean it's like it's like it's like why human it's like why superman was created and invented we read about him he's infallible he can't be killed he's got too many powers Mm-hmm. And yet, you know, his father in you know the uh, the the seventies movie, Marlon Brando tells him uh, that he will be an ideal for mankind to strive toward. And of course, you know we can't we 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 no don't have his powers. No, and why would we want them? Why would we want them? That's the thing that people forget. You forget you have this idea and this vision of everything, of perfection, of not working, of sleeping in, of being able to do whatever you want. Mm, office space. It's not, but that isn't, that isn't really what you need. You've got to be able to push so that you can live.
This is one of my favorite songwriters of the '90s, Chris Cornell. That's right, Sun Shower. One of my favorite songwriters, period. From the album Euphoria Morning, his solo effort. Fourteen weeks. It's on the called chart. Euphoria Morning. Yeah, that's funny. What was? What do you find humorous there, Mike? Well, because I just, I just talked about that. People searching and striving for euphoria. Ah, yeah. When they, 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 you, you just stop paying attention to the moment. You keep obsessing about the finish line, and you lose sight of every single beautiful day. Hmm. And I mean, it's just you know, you waste your life. You see a lot of people. There's a lot of people with a lot of sweat on their brows working for a future that they think is going to be the answer to everything. And, you know, don't stress out too much. That's the one of the one of the last things my grandmother ever told me was not to work too hard. Mm-hmm. And the point of that is not to be lazy. You know, but perhaps it's lazy to never really have a look at each day. You know, you're so obsessed with being entertained, even the entertainment of busyness, to distract you from uh, a piece that, you know, could be yours each and every day. At least something to appreciate. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of things in life to appreciate, and we don't give ourselves the chance to uh, check them out. Uh, yeah. You know, I think this next song says everything you're trying to say. <laughs> what, what? What the? This is what the fuck is this called? Touch, peel, and stand. By Days of the New. That's right. Yeah, I used to. I used to like this song. I remember hearing the fuck out of this on the radio. Oh, yeah. Radio mainstay on the edge. I think this guy was on an episode of the show Intervention. Oh yeah, I think you mentioned that before. Yeah, that show's fucking intense. This is not the first time we played Days of the New. I don't oh, know. Oh yeah, um, it was the not the one is trying to be your enemy. It was like the pop one. It was like almost dancey. Something from the same album. I know we played this album before. Yeah. Yeah, touch, pill, and stand. Like you say, I remember hearing that on the radio all, dude, all the all time. the fucking time. That, all the time. That and Cumbersome by Seven Mary Cumbersome, Three. Cumbersome, Jesus, yeah. They were like the same song in, 
Well, I mean... Well, it was that, you know, Eddie Vedder was starting to become incredibly influential as a vocalist in the later part of the 90s. And even now. Okay. Before you see the album art. Holy shit. Holy shit. Dude, my fucking mood is volcanic. Dude, I am about to mount St. Helens all over your fucking face. Okay, everybody shut the fuck up. Everybody shut the fuck up. Listen to this shit. It's fucking awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, from San Diego, California, Mark, Tom, and some other guy playing drums, Blink, Scott, Blink 180 fucking 2. Growing up at number 12, this spent 28 weeks on the chart, peaked at number 11. This album went platinum. Hell yeah. Hoot. But the story from Blink didn't end there. Not at all. This was a. I mean, I didn't hear of him at this point. I didn't hear of um, I didn't hear anything from Blink until Enema came out, their next album. And uh, you know what? What's my age again? And Adam's song and uh, all the small things hit the radio. I think I actually did hear about them before because I heard this song on the "Can't Hardly Wait" soundtrack for the movie uh. "Can't Hardly Wait." And I remember fucking loving it. Yeah, oh it, it's when the it's when the cops bust in. We need to like. We played so many songs from that soundtrack, but like. Dude, hold up. We're gonna we're gonna do that. Let's do that soundtrack. We gotta watch the movie, and do the soundtrack, track by track. Dude, let's fucking film ourselves watching the fucking movie. Yeah. Dude, let's do it. Let's figure out Twitch. Is that what Twitch is for? I don't know. I, I really, <laughs> I don't fucking have any idea how that shit works. Yeah, um, Blink-182, damn it. Uh, man, awesome song. Awesome fucking song. Yeah, great riff. Um, got those power chords. You, Classic. You got it all. I mean, like, for a pre-Enema, pre-Travis Barker, pre-all those, like, I don't know, producers <laughs> and fancy engineer guys that they had working on their records that is an incredibly catchy and fun song yeah yeah that's and, I awesome. it. and i like it's so long ago now like i mean it's weird that it's been more than 20 years you know yeah and uh yeah that was at number 12 and number 11 
a song I've been waiting to play. Oh man, holy shit. Fastball with the way from Austin, Texas. Family, my whole family loves this song. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking my mom, my dad, all my siblings. <clears throat> yeah, this is a great fucking song. We uh we had a family paper route. Yeah. For the Dallas Morning News. We would get up at three AM and go to this uh this warehouse building and roll the newspapers and put them in plastic bags and load up our Ford Expedition or uh, before that even our, our uh, Dodge Conversion van, Mark III and put all these newspapers in the back of it, drive around and uh, follow the map and throw the papers to the houses that were subscribers of the Dallas Morning News and um, this song was big on the radio in those days and I used to love when it came on. So when I hear this now, I still think of those early mornings. Driving around, throwing papers out of the window of the van. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <coughs> it makes me happy. Kind of a surf solo. Yeah. Speaking of surf guitar, did you hear that Dick Dale died? When? Like two days ago. Oh, shit. No, I didn't. Wow. That sucks. Yeah, dude, this song. It's a great song, man. I love that song. I also like Fire Escape, which we heard that that was like awesome. a while ago. We we've played that on this show. Yeah. Early on. And it is on our uh our mixtape playlist. So I mean, check to, out the yeah, show notes. Yeah. Subscribe to that playlist on Apple Music or Spotify. And, uh, you know, we'll be a little updated after uh, every few episodes. And I'll put on songs that are 
maybe kind of forgotten 90s hits. Yeah. Great stuff. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, do you have anything else you want to say about that fastball song? Um, nah, man. Great song from a great Texas band. Oh, by the way, from the album, All the Pain Money Can Buy, which went platinum. That song spent 26 weeks on the chart, including seven weeks at number one. Damn. Yeah. Good job, Fastball. Fuck yeah. Oh, man. I've never heard this song before. <laughs> oh, God. Raise your hand if you have a friend that plays the piano. <laughs> Raise your hand if he's played the song Brick by Ben Folds. Raise your hand if he's played that song like a hundred fucking thousand times. Everybody, huh? Yeah, uh, me too. Let's listen with fresh ears, Mike. No. Okay. I'm so fucking tired of this song. Well, I'm still into it. I like it. I'd rather listen to Rocking the Suburbs. Nah, I don't like that song. Sucks. Up the stairs <laughs> to her apartment. She is Ben folds by with brick from whatever and ever. Amen. Mike is very sick of this song, but it still sounds good. To me. I haven't listened to this in a long time. And I haven't heard anybody play it on piano for a girl in a long time either. So, did you ever meet Michael Rafferty? Yes, I did. Yeah. Well, you've heard this song, though. But it has been a long time since I've seen that person. A very long time. A decade. Funny to play this song for a girl because it's about taking his girlfriend to get an abortion. Oh, really? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Don't you ever listen to lyrics? No, actually, I don't. <laughs> and even if I did, if I, you know, people are too metaphorical. Just tell me what you're fucking talking about. He, so. he buys her flowers? Yeah. yeah. Why not? But, dude, they, mean, it's nothing like what? To make her feel better? Yeah, I guess so. That's not going to work. I got to blow my nose. Hold on. Oh, my God. Yes. Dude, I love. I I am in such a good fucking mood right now. Once again, Mike is riding the emotional roller coaster. Seriously, seriously, guys, I'm up and down. This is not healthy. So, break takes you down because you've heard it too many times. Yeah.
I've had a lot of people in my life, a lot of good people, and whenever I hear this song, I think about them. I think about all the amazing times I've had with good people, and I'm so fucking thankful for every single moment with every single good friend. Some of those people I haven't seen in such a long time, and I wish I could tell every single one of them how much I miss them, and I love them, and I just love the moments we had. Number nine, How's It Going to Be by Third Eye Blind. It's from their self-titled debut album. album had a fair number of hits. Went six times So, uh, every song in the top 10, actually the top 12, are from at least platinum albums. Dude, this is the tragic part, man. How's it going to be when you don't know me? So many of those people I just talked about. uh, Yeah, man, we don't know each other. So many of us. Yeah. You lose touch. Fall out of contact. I mean, it happens. You that, know. That's what, you know. Yeah, man. It's just, just one of those things. You know, it's like thinking about like a montage of you know these these memories in slow motion everything just moving slowly and i'm just so happy to have so many of them so many good just great memories connecting with people do that uh, you know in different in the different cities that i've lived in including los angeles california including shreveport louisiana you lived there a long time you know uh, yeah you're right and there are plenty of those moments from shitport even um, I actually recently went back there. Like I said, this yeah, past yeah. weekend, and I, and I saw some friends, some very good friends, and I was so happy to see all of them. We had dinner together, and um, I didn't realize how much I missed them and how wonderful it was to see all of them. It was, was such a great time. The dinner was great. The drinks were great. The company was couldn't have been better. Um, I had a wonderful time. Uh, I really did. I had a great time. Yeah. That's awesome, man. All right. Well, uh, that spent 26 weeks on the chart. Pizza number five. Next up, we have a little band. <laughs> Court is in session, Mike. Holy shit. A verdict is in. Court is in session. A verdict. 
you, you cannot deny. No appeal on the docket today, just my home sin. The walls cold and pale, the cage made of steel. Screams fill the room, Lord, I drop in deal. Silence now, the sound, my breath, the only motion around. Demons cluttering around, my face showing no emotion. Shackled by my sentence, expecting no return. If I may say so, this has one of the best top ten lists we've seen. can't believe we're listening <laughs> to this. so good. It does sound good. It does. Come on. Those vocal harmonies are sounding really good. They, it's, it's great, man. This, this is a really well-produced song. My Own Prison from the album of the same name. 28 Weeks on the Church, painted number seven. The, uh, the album went six times platinum. Yeah, this was an enormous record. This band exploded on the scene. Only to everybody be Everybody loved it. And everybody loved it. I don't give a fuck who you are. Don't fucking lie to me. You liked this shit. You liked it. Dude, people loved this album. People got sick of Creed, but people loved this album. They did. People listen. You did. You did. You all fucking listened to this. Listen to these harmonies. Just the right amount of sludge in there, you know. Can you get this Mark Tremonti little? Give us some phaser, Mark. Not a very grand solo. Just kind of compliments the song, you know. About. We yeah. gotta turn it down though. Yeah, no, we cannot indulge anymore oh in this bullshit. Gosh. What, what did we just do? That. <laughs> do you know how many fans we just lost? Dude, we are Creed fans. We we can't no, deny Adam, it. Adam, don't say that. Dude, we, we are. are. No. Every time we play Creed, we like listen to the whole thing and we just smile. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell people that we're smiling. <laughs> they know. They can no, hear it. No, they can't fucking hear it. 
They can't see. Oh my gosh. You. Holy shit. Yeah. More Everclear at number seven. What? I will buy you a new one. Dude, once again, so fucking happy. Here is the money that I owe you. Yes, you can pay the bills. I will give you more when I get paid again. I hate those people who love to tell you money is the root of all the kills. They have never been poor, they have never had the joy of a welfare Christmas. Dude, so it's so happy and positive. It's so hopeful and optimistic. Yeah, yeah, I love you know? that. I love that. And if you know about this guy, Art Alexakis, he had a he had a rough time growing up. Yeah, he did. And it comes out in his songwriting, especially the, the songs, the hits from this album. Uh, a, lot of, uh, a lot of bad stuff. His dad wasn't around. Nope. No, he wasn't. He lived in poverty and uh, pulled himself out of it, though, by writing some amazing hit songs. Yeah. Oh, big time. Which is... Just awesome. I, I had a friend that used to work for the Village Studio in West Los Angeles, and uh, Art Alexakis, is that how you say his fucking name? Uh, pretty close, I think. He's got, like, his own room there or something that's, like, his, and, uh, and, he, and he met him, and he was like, yeah, man, that guy was, like, really nice. He was a really, really cool guy. I also loved the song Wonderful. Which yeah. uh, was from I think their next album. Uh, yeah, great band, Everclear. Yeah, great stuff. Awesome. Twenty-seven song. weeks peaked at three. Two-time platinum albums. So much for the Afterglow. Dude, oh my god! Number Are six, you, really? My hero. I shed tears. Who fighters? When I saw this live. Oh my gosh. I shed tears. Jealous. But I'm glad you were there. Oh my god. I couldn't believe it. Shake it out. Truth or consequence, say it aloud. Use that 
How did Dave Grohl write this song? Well, he was in a band with Kurt Cobain. There's a rumor that it's about Kurt. Oh, it's not. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's pretty much said it's not. It's kind of about your everyday, hardworking... I believe it. I believe that. But, uh... He doesn't need to write a song about how much he appreciated Kurt. I mean... Everybody knows that. I, I asked how he wrote the song. You say he was in a band with Kurt Cobain. I asked... Did Kurt ever write a song this good? Yes. Did he? Yes. I'll have to hear that someday. You have. We did a whole episode about it. A whole record filled with songs. No, I'm messing with you. Um, <laughs> yeah. You fucking... I mean, this is... This song. This, no, man, this my anthem. Hero, absolutely. Kurt didn't write anthems, though, you know. Like... Um, that's an anthem. Well, I don't know. You know, mm, I, 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 I don't know. I mean, did Nirvana have to write anthems? I mean, they, or were they just they were just that powerful of a band? I just, I just think across the board they were just that powerful. Uh. I don't has there hasn't really been a group that's made that much of an impact on the world uh, since Nirvana. Right. They're the last band to to really right. do that, to really captivate. Um, yeah, to really captivate everybody. Well, that is and from... and to, and to continue on too after after being gone so long, it's just still extremely relevant. My hero is from the color and the shape, the Foo Fighters' second album. Amazing record, amazing it is record. Twenty six weeks on the chart, it's peaked at number six. Um, yeah, that's on yeah. the documentary, the Foo Fighters documentary, back and forth. Um, Nate, I believe, says, you know, after touring uh, all the songs from the first record, the the David recorded all by himself he was like uh do you think you know what just wondering to himself are, are we going to be able to continue on and be a band and he said once he heard my hero he no longer worried or questioned any of that his uh fears were were removed do you know this song mike I kind of recognize it. Throw away the radio. Suitcase keeps you awake. Hide the telephone. Telephone. Telephone in case you realize that someday. I, 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 I know it's Our Lady Peace. I can fucking tell because of the vocalist. Yeah. This is clumsy. From the album of the same name. to know 
know that I'll be waving my hand watching you I'd, r- I'd rather be listening to Superman's dad that is a great song it is not on this chart though so. Twenty-six weeks on the track. Once it do my emotions, they're down again. It's wow. incredibly unhealthy. I don't want the, they're going back no, up, dude. I'm they're, fucking. They're going I'm, back I'm up. Ups, I'm upset. Peaked right there at number five. Platinum album, clumsy. Mike didn't like it, but I like that. That was that was pretty cool. I like Our Lady Peace. Oh, quick shout out to my cousin Jason. Uh, yes, it's very likely that Courtney Love had. Curtin murdered. We were having a conversation oh. about this. He he just recently saw the documentary Soaked in Bleach. Uh, Have you seen that, Adam? No, I haven't. Dude, you need to watch that. Okay. You, you need to watch that. It's Soaked extremely captivating. All right. I'll check that I'm out. not going to say it's likely because I totally think that that's what happened. <laughs> I just remember that uh, the time we played Hole. Oh, the, yeah. Uh, I, I you made up this parody on the spot. Yeah. It was, it was a moment of pure excellence. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's good. Oh man, dude, this used to be my favorite fucking song of all time. Really? Yes. Huh? I did not know that. Number four, The Verve, Bittersweet Symphony. I am, I am overcome with emotion right now. I am overcome. Let's listen to these strings. Oh my God! I Take see. Take us through your journey. I see the world and I feel the world. And now I have no excuse. For the misery that I bring upon people.
29 weeks on this chart. This peaked at number four from their platinum album, Urban Hymns. The Verve Pipe. No, 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 no. Just the Verve. Oh, oh, the Verve. verve. Not the Verve Pipe. Right. Uh, Common confusion. It is, actually. (coughs) Yeah, I I knew it was the Verve. I was was fucking with you. I was fucking with you. Um... You still love this song? Yeah, I love this song. It's not my favorite song of all time, but I still fucking love this song. I'm overwhelmed with the emotion of the planet. I want good for humanity. I want good for everybody. I want peace and security for everyone. Maybe because you I want stop stealing from people. No, I'm definitely gonna keep stealing. No, that's a that's a bad idea. No, no, it, it's good to steal. It's good to steal. It's fun. St- everybody steal. million different people from one day to the next. It was a bittersweet symphony after all, for this band and Richard Ashcroft pocketed no money from the song because the orchestration was taken from the Rolling Stones. Therefore, they had to pay an exuberant amount of money. Almost all of the proceeds from the song went back to the Rolling Stones. Right. Oh, well. Yep. What song, Dad? Oh, uh, there's the lesson in stealing. (laughs) (laughs) It all comes back to stealing. I guess uh, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't Don't get caught. Don't get caught. Play the game. Play the game well. When I was five. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another (laughs) 90s reference. 1992, I think, from Ritual Ritual de la Habitual. Ah, yes. Jane's Addiction. Juana's Addiction. Mike, can you go into a different room to do that, please? I am so sorry, Adam. I know it's <laughs> gross. You think it's loud? Can they hear it? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, they can hear it. Guys, I'm I'm sorry. It's because I drank my boss's coffee. She had a cold. Now I do. what I get. Just pulling that fucking chemical warfare on me. (laughs) Biological warfare. Biological warfare. Uh, This is uh, obviously Pearl Jam from Yield. Given to Fly. And number three. We're at number three. That's right. Yeah, it's a good, good album. Please on the chart. Peak is number three. Yet another Pearl Jam song, and yet another one that I wasn't really familiar with before. I definitely recognize the title for this one, Given to Fly, but. 
never listened to Yield. Uh-uh. Yeah, man, Yield, a, uh, it's a big record. Yeah, it's yeah, a, yeah. It was a really big record. Is that a single album, Yield? Did they have any double albums, Pearl Jam? Um, Vitology no, double? Or? No, Vitology's just one. No, I don't think they do. They have the Lost Dogs, Rarities, but that is filled with a lot of shit. Is it? Yeah, it's not very good. Hmm. I'll check that out tomorrow. I'll probably never listen to Yield, though. <laughs> <laughs> Yield is good. I'm just kidding. I, I, uh, the first song, Brain of Jay, is pretty cool. I don't remember that one either. I think you've showed me that one before, though. Yeah. Pretty sure. I did. I showed it to you once. It was a rainy night. And we went to Half Price Books. Oh. Yeah, I Dude, remember. That sounds so fun. Yeah. It was a great time. We had a blast. We should do that like this weekend. We're going to have a rainy weekend. Maybe. We are, yeah. <coughs> it is. It's going to be a rainy one. Okay, we just played this song on our uh, episode about uh, songs we play on guitar. This is the first song I learned. Uh, Green Day? Time of Your Life? Or Good Riddance, parentheses, time of your life. Uh, from the album Nimrod, two-time platinum album. Two-time platinum? Yeah. It was only two times platinum? Uh, yeah, I think so, according to Wikipedia. Oh, man, I thought this did much better. You know what this makes me think of? What? Seinfeld. Dude, yeah. It's on that uh, that little uh, clip show they did right before the final episode. So take the photographs and still frames in your mind. Hang it on a show. This is such an amazing song, still. Tattoos and memories and dead skin on trial. That is right. Nimrod confirmed two times platinum. Oh, I thought it did way better than that. Sorry, Mike. Alright, you know, we just played that. So. Dude. I mean, we just, we just did Dude. it. Dude. We just dadgum did it. Dude. We can't, you know. Man, I wanted to fucking listen to that. We're not going to. Dude, my emotions. It over for the night. My fucking emotions. And it brings us, Mike, to number one. Number fucking one. What could be higher than all of those songs? I don't just know. Heard? And and you know because of the eclectic nature of this uh, chart, I've got no idea. This next song is undoubtedly the biggest hit on this chart, and uh, deserves its place at number one because it spent 15 weeks at number one. 34 total weeks on the chart. Wow. What, and, what uh, is it? It needs no introduction from me, though I've just given it one. A very good one, I might add. Holy shit, dude. <laughs> dude, I love this fucking song so fucking much. Everybody shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me want to talk. 
I want to say some stuff. No, dude, I just said to Last week at the end of the episode, I said something foolish. I said, if you wanted to know what the radio sounded like in 1998, that's it. When we had played the, the first half of this chart from 40 to 21, and uh, if you look at the two charts, I mean, the top half is so much more... So much more it's checkered with shit and good stuff. Yeah, it's just such a better uh, a better example of uh, of what was playing on the radio then. Are you, I mean, twenty to one. Yes. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, this episode has felt so much different. This, this, this half of the chart. Yeah, I mean, look, look at the titles of the artists. Just yeah, it's a yeah, huge from 40, 40 to yeah, Finley Quay. Finley Quay. What? God lives underwater. Huffamoose. Yeah, dude, that Huffamoose song was was awesome. That was stupid ass shit. Yeah, it it should have been in the top half. That was it should have been in the top ten. It should have replaced Clumsy. That was some whack-ass shit. Dude, that was ass-crossed. <laughs> Sex and Candy by Marcy Playground. Amazing fucking song. Our self-titled album. Yeah, that was huge. Huge on the radio. That's that's about the whole song. It's about it. Yeah. yeah. We, we played that song. Yeah, that was it. That was the end. You cut it off though right before the end, dude. That's not nice. I know, but you know. I love that song. I love that song. My brother and I used to, we used to watch the music video for that on VH1. I don't remember the video. What was that? Oh, like? it, it was really weird. There was like a spider and like green goop. Nice. And uh, love green goop. Yeah, and and then the guys just kind of being there, very uh, strangely. Um. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you wanted to know what the radio sounded like in 1998, take these two last episodes we did and smash them together, feed it into your ears. Yeah. That that's it. Alternative radio, man. Alternative yeah. rock. We went on some different tangents too. The Beatles, life. Theft. Yeah, theft, stealing. Yeah. Doing life for yeah, theft. Yeah. Which would not happen, but Um It's awesome, man. Uh oh uh ch 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 Soda Stream. And to pay the piper. Ladies and gentlemen, Soda Stream. <laughs> or oh, the Piper who pays us now. Um Soda Stream is a device. That will really complete you the way that you want. You 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 keep imagining that finish line. You keep sweating on from your brow. 
You know, you keep working day in and day out. The finish line is Soda Stream. It is. Get yourself a Soda Stream. Put it in your kitchen. All your single days will be forever hitching. And, and you'll never say, need anything else. I will say, uh, having a Soda Stream will make you realize that you are one of the top humans living in the world today. Top humans. You know how they talk about like the Illuminati and stuff? Mm-hmm. Soda Stream. I have a passion for this product, and I advise all of you to go out and purchase one and use it to make all of your water fizzy. Don't drink still flat water. Yeah, no, You're stop, than stop that. that. And don't drink twelve ounce cans, dude. I oh, just had yeah. thirty ounces. Yeah. I mean, what the fuck? I just drank two full liters of pure, unflavored seltzer water. Made in my own home. And you can get flavors. Do you like Dr. Pepper? Do you want to taste it? If you like Dr. Pepper, you'll love Dr. Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Soda Stream. We are brought to you by Soda Stream. Thanks. Um, folks, I have a little bit of a cold right now from drinking the coffee from the Queen. And. Um, <laughs> Freddie Mercury? Yeah, sure. Um, okay. So, uh, you know, that's fine. Um, thanks for tuning in, folks. We really appreciate it. Please rate and review. We will read the shit that you post on our show, be it good, be it bad. Well, we'll, we'll decide once we read it. Like I said before, check out the show notes. You will find links there to our playlists on Spotify and Apple Music. They have the same songs on them. And, uh, yeah, check them out. And totally. you'll also find links to our Twitter and Instagram there. Yeah. And you'll find the funny things I write. Yeah. You know, I, I write something funny and, you know, try to be a little clever. And yeah, yeah. Tell you a, a little bit about what you're going to hear for the episodes. Yeah, so. yeah. But other than that. Yeah, yeah. Good night. Absolutely. Um, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> yeah, thank you so Still much. Your, uh, thank outro. you. Yeah, yeah, no, no. You, yeah, no, you can just fucking. Folks, um, love yourselves. Love each other. Love each other. Man, love yourself. Love Go each on other. a walk. Get sweaty. Take cold showers. You know what? Get a little bit of a sunburn. Yeah, get a little bit of I a sunburn. I did that this weekend, and now it's just like a, a tan. Yeah, do like, that. Yeah. Go outside and cook. Uh, write a note to the one you love. Tip your waitress, tip your bartender. Give well, more I than mean, you think if you they can. deserve it. Give till it hurts. That's what they say. Folks, from 1991, broadcasting to you through the ethers of the universe. Here we are. Entertain us. Good night.